The New York Islanders fall to the Ottawa Senators 2-1. We have our key takeaways, our unsung hero of the game, and our go to the game. Plus, we break down the keys from Lou Lamorello's press conference and why it frustrated so many Islander fans. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could be with us today. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show. We'll break down the game against Ottawa. We will discuss Lou Lamorello's press conference. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future show, Feel free to email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so join me for some instant insight and analysis. And uh, always great to interact with Islander fans game time or any time, so please do reach out and let's talk a little Islanders hockey. So much going on. We're going to start with the game, and then we'll get to Lou Lamorello's press conference in a moment. Another loss... And I think the reasons for it were very obvious. You looked at the beginning of this game, and when I say the beginning, I kind of mean the first 36 minutes of this game, where the Islanders did not skate well, did not hustle, were completely disorganized as far as clearing the puck out of their own zone was concerned, and just could not seem to put together a solid overall game. Their passes were off. Their clearing attempts were off. The power play continued to look just out of sync in every possible way. And the Islanders took some foolish penalties. So guess what? When you spend the first 36 minutes of a game playing bad hockey, you're giving the other team 
an outstanding chance to take advantage and come away with two points. And even a team that is still trying to find itself, like the Ottawa Senators, were able to score two goals. Now, we talked on yesterday's show about how important it was for the Islanders to stay out of the penalty box because Ottawa had the fourth best power play in the National Hockey League. So guess what? The Senators scored two goals in this game. The first one by Shane Pinto was not a power play goal, but it came immediately following a power play where the Islanders weren't able to clear the puck out of the zone, and as a result, it ends up in the net. So 10 seconds after the power play expires, the Senators are still on the attack. No, it's not a power play goal, but it was completely set up by the power play, and it's 1-0 Ottawa. And then the second goal, a pretty effort there by former flyer Claude Giroux. Yeah, that did come on the power play. So you give too many power play chances to a team that excels on the power play, you're going to get burned, and the Islanders did that. And again, we're seeing too many instances of this team taking bad penalties. An obvious trip by Kyle Palmieri, definitely not helpful. A lazy delay of game by Scott Mayfield, not helpful. And those were the two that the Islanders killed off. You had the trip by... Uh, Adam Pellick, which was a little questionable of a call, but still uh, not what you want to do. And overall, you can't give the opposition that many chances. And then on the flip side, I mean, the opposition knows that the Islanders' power play is incapable. What are they now? Three for their last 61, give or take? Uh, You aren't winning too many games when you're both offensively challenged and can't do anything with the power play. There were a couple of minutes where they created some opportunities a little bit better. The passing was a little better in on one power play in particular, but they still could not finish. And again, the result is you score less than three goals and you lose. And that's a bad combination. Brock Nelson gets the only goal of the game. He extends his point streak. He, uh, you know, is playing a little better over the last few games. Not quite at the level you want him at yet, but better. Uh, But Nelson gets the goal. And then right after the Nelson goal, Matt Martin drops the gloves with Austin Watson. They kind of agreed to the fight. Why Watson agreed to it, I don't know. But Martin clearly trying to spark his team after the goal even further. And Martin wins the fight. And the Islanders played a little better late in the second period. Into the third period even, you know, they had their chances. But couldn't sustain it. And just this team is disorganized and just not hitting on all cylinders. Other than the goal... You know, you look for highlights. Okay, the Matt Martin fight, maybe. Uh, And I I guess Varlamov would have to be considered a solid performer. 36 saves in 38 shots. Uh, Without Varley, this game would have been 4-0 easy before the Islanders 
finally got on the board, but just overall, you're not seeing this team look sharp, disciplined, smart, uh, coordinated, in sync. There, there are so many different adjectives I could use, but realistically, this team just isn't playing well enough. Uh you know, from the stats, well, five block shots for Scott Mayfield, that's a little bit of a plus. Five hits for Matt Martin. Uh, five shots on goal for Alexander Romanov in just 17:38. And then, how about this? Samuel Balduk, in only his second NHL game, more than 18 minutes on the ice, more than Aho and Romanov, so he was fourth out of six defensemen in this game. And the other encouraging thing to me, Adam Pellick, playing more than 19 minutes in his second game back, that was encouraging. Uh, Atu Ratu played 10 and a half minutes. We're going to talk more about him a little bit later on in the show. But again, overall, when your power play isn't clicking, when you go your 11th straight game without scoring a goal in the third period, and when, as a team, you haven't scored more than three goals in, what, a month? Uh, when you add all of that up, that equals a losing streak, and that's exactly what the Islanders have. Right now, six losses in a row, and it's only going to get worse if they don't turn it around. Now, before the game, Lou Lamorello tried to uh, address some things. And, uh, well, I have mixed feelings about what he had to say. We're going to discuss that and a whole lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash Locked On, Locked On, one word. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So, Islanders have two games coming up before the All-Star break at home. Check out the latest odds at FanDuel today. It's all on the app that's safe, secure, and easy to use. So, football fans, hockey fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So Lou Lamorello held a press conference before, uh, you know, on, uh, on uh, Wednesday. And... Well, you know, mixed feelings about what Lou had to say. The team is 2-7-3 and three in their last uh, 12 games coming into last night's game in Ottawa. And Lamorello tried to, 
you know, put some of the blame on himself, but he also started with, I still believe the same way I did at the beginning of the summer. We've all seen more indication to what we can do when we're playing to our abilities. Also, we've had some injuries, key injuries at different times, but I'm not a believer in excuses. These are facts. Hindsight and hypotheticals will never get you anywhere. But Lamorello does admit when you've only scored, you know, 18 goals in your last 11 games uh, now, including the game last night against Ottawa. Unfortunately, there's been some inconsistency. There have been individual situations at different times that have caused that inconsistency. But, you know, that's stating the obvious, but then Lamorello goes on to say that he has complete confidence in the coaching staff. Total confidence was the exact quote. Uh, Our coaching staff has done as good a job as you could possibly ask, Lamorello said. I have no reservations there whatsoever, and we have to make sure that the mistakes that the mistakes that do occur, we minimize them and capitalize on other people's mistakes. Then he throws a little bone to the fans. We've got fantastic fans, Lamarillo said. I love our fans because they let you know what they like and let you know what they don't like. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I welcome that. It's right for them to be upset. So then they asked Lou Lamarillo about the trade deadline and what he anticipates doing moving forward. And he, again, gave the typical Lou Lamorello answer that doesn't say a heck of a lot. If we make ourselves better, whether it had been yesterday or the day before or today or tomorrow, we will definitely do that. There's no excuses because it's on me. Totally on me. That's my responsibility to make us the best we can possibly, uh, uh, the best we possibly can to make whatever changes we can. It's not on the coaching staff. That's on the players, and I take that responsibility. And it's making it happen, and there's a lot of reasons why sometimes you can and you can't, and those decisions you have to make. But I take full responsibility for what the changes are or not. Okay? Uh, Basically, Lou is saying if he feels he can make the team better, he will try to do that. Sometimes it works out, and sometimes it doesn't. I really wanted a little bit more from Lou Lamorello. The surprise to me coming out of this press conference was the vote of confidence for Lane Lambert. Only because of this, uh, Lou Lamorello has not hesitated in the past. Uh, I remember he fired, I believe it was Larry Robinson as coach of the Devils when the Devils were in first place uh, at the time. And there were about five or six games left in the regular season. So if Lamorello feels like a coach isn't getting the job done, he has never in the past hesitated to make a change, whether it's a first-year coach or a veteran coach, whether the team is in first place but slumping or in last place and not playing well. I, I think the month of January has just been an absolute disaster for the Islanders right now. And when you've got two two wins uh, in your last 13 games, that's just not going to get it done. And the way this team is, A, not sticking up for each other as consistently as they need to, that 
has been a, a, a big issue for this team and that they are not just playing smart, basic, fundamental hockey. The one thing under Barry Trotz that the Islanders always did was play smart, basic, fundamental hockey. They may not have been the most talented team, but they weren't going to give up a lot under the circumstances when, you know, they weren't going to make typical bad decisions and mistakes. The other team had to earn it. The reputation the Islanders had since Lou Lamorello and Barry Trotz came in, and then now now with Lane Lambert, <coughs> excuse me, is that this is a difficult team to play against. They work hard. They don't make mistakes, and as Lou tried to say in his press conference, they capitalize on the opponent's mistakes. We haven't seen much of any of that in the month of January. And, you know, the thing about it to me is that Lou has to understand that time is rapidly running out because you cannot hope to find a way to get back in the playoff race if you don't start making changes. And just getting healthy is not enough to make the changes. When this team is hitting on all cylinders, when this team is playing at its best and is healthy, they are a bubble team. They are. Maybe third place in a division, more likely a team that either just makes or just misses the wild card. Even when they went on those conference final playoff runs, they squeaked into the playoffs both times. This team, when they're well coached, when they're playing to their capability, when they're healthy, is pretty good. Pretty good doesn't help you catch up in the standings. You have to go on a run. Right now, through 50 games, the Islanders are one point over NHL 500. They are five points behind Washington and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has three games in hand on the Islanders. You are now only three points ahead of Philadelphia. Philadelphia has a game in hand. Buffalo, Detroit, these are teams that you're going to have to get past and stay ahead of. In order to make the playoffs, all of a sudden, you're going to have to leapfrog four or five teams over the last 30 games of the season. You're going to have to get 60, 70, 65 to 70% of the possible available points. So if you've got 32 games left, you're, you're going to need to, to get... 45 points probably out of those games. That's not going to be easy. And the roster as it is presently constituted, probably not going to get that done. So Lou Lamorello has to start making moves because he doesn't have the time he thinks he has. Now, if this team is ready to pack it in, if this team is saying this year is lost, we have to retool no need to rush on those deals. Wait until you get closer to the trade deadline when the bidding gets higher and the asking price is higher, and then make your trade. But 
if you are looking to buy, time is of the essence. We have to see what Lou Lamorello does. We have got more to discuss on today's show. We have our unsung hero of the game, our go to the game, and a little news on Atu Ratu, plus our Islanders' birthdays of the day, because we didn't get to it yesterday. All that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. So, hero and goat of the game. To me, the unsung hero and maybe one of the only heroes, it's got to be Varley. Semyon Varlamov, 36 saves in this game, kept the team close. You know, they were only down 2 to nothing late in the second period before... Uh, we got the only goal of the game by Brock Nelson. But it, it it felt during the game like there was just no way this team was going to score twice to get back in it. But to me, Varley is the unsung hero. He kept the game close. He gave his team a chance, and a better chance, quite honestly, than what they deserved. As far as the GOAT of the game, boy, uh... I have to go with the power play. Uh, just didn't do... Well, no, you know what? I'm going to go with Josh Bailey, who was benched for uh, part of this game, who didn't really have a strong game. You look at this, no hits, no block shots. He had, uh, you know, no shots on goal. He was out on the ice for 13 minutes and 37 seconds now. I know a lot of people are not Josh Bailey fans. I happen to like Josh Bailey. He's a good guy. He's been a good Islander at this point in his career. He probably should be on the third line at best if he's still going to be in the lineup. But he just didn't have... He was invisible in this game. And I'm going to make him the GOAT of the game. As for Atu Ratu... Last night's game in Ottawa, his 10th game of the year. What does that mean? Well, that means his entry-level contract will, this year will count toward it because he was not yet 20 years old when the season started. If he didn't play 10 games in the NHL, they would have uh, extended his entry-level deal by one year. So... Now, his entry-level contract will expire a little bit sooner. It'll now, he will be a restricted free agent after the 2024-2025 season. Had he played nine games or fewer, he could have been after the 2025-2026 season. And my criticism is this, and I saw less of it this year, uh, last night, rather. The criticism is that Ratu has been playing on the fourth line a lot. Now that changed. And he's barely been playing minutes. Uh, He did play a little bit more, 10 and a half minutes last night, and did start to see some action with some of the top six skaters. And I think they need to do more of that. Because the question becomes this. If this team, this Islanders team, is not going to be able to make a playoff run. The organization has to determine whether it's better to let Atu Ratu play eight, nine minutes a game in the NHL or see, you know, 16, 17, 19 minutes a game in the AHL 
and get power play time and key minutes and be on the top line and have that responsibility, that's sort of the equation. And the Islanders have to figure out uh, what's best for the team and what's best for the long-term development of Atu Ratu. Hopefully they figure it out and figure it out soon. I think when everyone's healthy right now, Ratu might be better off playing in the AHL uh, and, and getting those extra minutes and that power play time and developing his confidence even more. I like this kid. I think he's a battler. But if he's going to stay up, I want to see him playing more minutes, win, lose, or draw. Let him make some mistakes if he's going to make them. Uh, and I want to see him playing with some of those top six forwards to maximize his time. All right, Islanders' birthdays of the day. Yesterday, we didn't quite get to Uncle Leo's birthday. Now, he was actually born on January 23rd, so Uncle Leo turned 36, originally drafted in the sixth round by the Leafs in 2006, came to North America in 2012, and made his debut with the Leafs that year. Joined the Islanders in 2018-2019 and stayed with the team through the, the very beginning of last season. Uh, Uncle Leo, a very good checker, uh, a leader, liked in the locker room. Actually ended up playing some uh, first-line minutes, uh, you know, first-line minutes with the Islanders because the team is just so short-handed uh, offensively right now. But... For uh, Uncle Leo, we wish him a happy birthday. And then uh, January 24th, so Tuesday, was the 37th birthday for former Islanders defenseman Jack Hillen. The alum of Colorado College joined the Islanders right out after finishing his college career in 07-08. Stayed with the Isles through the 2010 2011 season, later went on to play for Nashville, Washington, and Carolina before hanging up his skates after 2014-2015. The Minnesota native, he could skate, he could create a little bit offensively. Uh, his lack of size maybe hurt him a little bit at the NHL level, but I always liked Jack Hillen. He's a smart, heady, aware player. So uh, a belated happy 37th birthday to Jack Hillen. He and Uncle Leo, uh, Leo Kamarov, are our Islanders' birthdays of the day. So at least we're caught up on that. We will be back tomorrow with a full preview of both of this weekend's games. We'll have some further discussions about where the Islanders should go at the trade deadline, and a whole lot more. So make sure you join us for that. Until then, stay safe, everybody. Have a great day. And of course, let's go Islanders.